Let's get right into it. On today's podcast, we have Dylan Chima, the natural pro boxer. I'm really excited for the conversation. So let's get straight into our first question. Afternoon, afternoon. yeah. How did you get into boxing, bro? Um, it's long, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm 25 years old, so I've only been in the game since I was 10 years old. <laughs> so good, good long while. Um, I started as a kickboxer originally. That that was where I learned my trade and I learned my craft. Um Started out the same guys that coached me when I was ten, and my coaches today. So wow. I've, I've not jumped ship. So I stayed, stayed, stayed loyal to the same guys because they've they brought me up in in the world of sports. So yeah, I started out as a kickboxer, did the traditional, you know, learn, learn the technical side and do the bout system, and you know, progress through. Funny enough, ne- never I, I haven't received my black belt in kickboxing. I, I moved over swiftly into to, to the com- competition world and started fighting quite early at a young, young age. So I must have been six months training, and I got through in the ring straight away. Broke my nose, so yeah, that wow. that was experience. That was experience in itself. So yeah, so and I, and I just basically just grew up, and grew into the sport of kickboxing. Still love it today. Still help out and still coach and stuff and teach. So, um, so yeah, still still very much got my hand in it. And then, you know, it grew into to the point where I ended up winning two world titles. Won my first world title when I was twenty one. And then my second world title when I was 22. So I didn't didn't do too bad at the sport. And then was sort of like thinking, what what do I want to do and where do I want to grow? And and I always knew I wanted to to go into boxing. Um, and yeah, so 2020 hit, and I thought, do you know what? Let's do it. Time is right now. I'm still young. My, I've grew into my body and sort of had got that man pass. So I thought, do you know what? Let's just give it a try see what happened so yeah started the process locked obviously lockdown hit so it didn't really help but you know I still stayed and, and worked hard and grafted and still learned the craft so very very lucky in that sense that I still kept myself switched on and then yeah and then got in got into jumped into 2021 and had had two professional fights which was which is quite crazy because it happened from you know in such a short space of time I had two quick successional fights so so yeah it, Martial arts and and boxing, kickboxing, it 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 is me, um, through and through, and I've been doing it since yeah, since I was a young kid. So I absolutely love it every single day. How did you get into kickboxing? It was, it, do you know what? It, it's probably a pretty standard story from what for most young kids. Um, my best mate at school, Umaji, he his dad was a coach, Uncle Baggy, so. He was like, oh, you know, I used to go around to, obviously his house and stuff all the time. We used to do the Rocky stuff in his house, act, act like we were Rocky and do the fight scenes. Um, he said, oh, why don't you come down? Like, we, we go and have a laugh. And I think we used to play football for an hour first and then they used to do two hours of training. So wow. I was like, all right, sound. So we used to play football for an hour first, mess around. Then the class started and we used to train hard for two hours. And then that was it. So he dragged me into the gym and if I'm honest, I haven't really looked back since. It was, you know, I jumped in the ring obviously quite early on after six months of, of, of training because they felt I was comfortable. Um, obviously, I broke my nose, which is, you know, not not normal, but I absolutely loved it. I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know where it come from. I don't know if it was the adrenaline or the buzz or the, you know, that that like real energy that you feel about, about Pete and that, that's what I fell in love with. And then obviously, you know, the the hard work and reward that you get from from training and you know getting a victory afterwards. That's 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 the that's the bit that I like. And when you were how old were you when you had your first fight? I was ten. And 
having your first fight, break, getting your nose broken, did that not put you off? No, it didn't. It, well, uh, uh, that's, a, that's a bit of a lie. It did at the time. Like, at, at that split moment, I thought, oh, like, I looked around, like, I touched my nose with the glove. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm bleeding. And then, and then yeah, it was, yeah, it, 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 it was what it was. Um, and then I think at that age, I don't normally do head contact in kickboxing. It's more body contact and you sort of build your way up to it. Um, so it wasn't a head contact, but the, the kid walloped me, man. <laughs> the God, I don't know what, what he, he must have something in for me. I don't know, but yeah, he, he, he saw something in me and it, it smacked me in the face. So it didn't put me off though. I, I competed three weeks later against a much more experienced lad. Um, and then I got a lot of praise after that, that, that second fight that I had that other people saw something in me that was probably different. They, they saw some sort of potential. Obviously, at that age, you, you don't know where, where you're going to end up and what you, what you can turn out to be. But I'm so fortunate that I kept myself switched on. I kept myself screwed on because, you know, you get to sort of a little bit older, 13, 14, 15. And, you know, that's the sort of age where I think it's the sort of age where you either you make that decision of what you want to do and how, how you want to want to grow. And, and I was lucky that I chose kickboxing because... If I didn't make that decision today, uh, back then, sorry, then I, I would I, I probably wouldn't even be a professional boxer today. So I'm very lucky that that I did make that decision, and and my family and 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 close friends supported me along that as well. You yeah. know, it's always tough with family. That you know, mom and dad uh, and my grandparents and my aunties and stuff. They don't want me to 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 box. They don't want me to fight. They've never have done, but I think they see that and makes me happy. So they're happy to support me, but yeah, they would rather me retire now. If, if, if that's yeah, that's the best way to put it. I guess it's out of love. They don't want to see you get hurt. Yeah, but um, it, yeah, I'm sort of hesitant because it does come with the sport. Unfortunately, you know, things do happen. I'm I'm very fortunate to never been knocked out in the ring uh, in in competition. So in that sense, but I have come back a bit of black and blue if anyone's been onto my Instagram I have shared some pictures because at the end of the day that's the hon honesty of the sport you know you're never going to come back with a, a single mark and you're always going to have something you know that 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 has a pain on, on you whether you know it be your ribs or kicking or you know your shins or your arms your even face and stuff so it, it comes with the sport so it's you know it, it's it, and I think it also comes down to how long you, you want to prolong that as well you know, going into your 40s, 50s and still competing like you do with, you see with some boxers and some some MMA fighters as well, it sort of has that detriment on their back end of their life. I don't really want to be doing that. I do this because I love it. Obviously, you know, if the money comes at that, that's that's really good, but I do it because I love it and the day I don't love it is the day I'll, I'll retire. And, that, and I'll be honest in that, you know, I don't, I don't want to be doing this in, into my late 30s, 40s. You know, I, I want to be, do it while I'm young, do it while I'm happy. And then, you know, once I do settle down and stuff, then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it then and probably take a, I might have a different spin on life then. So you've got a long time for that yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not looking anytime soon, to be honest. It's, uh, I, I mean, I'm enjoying it every, every day that, you know, that I'm in the gym and every day that I'm working. I still work full time as well, so that's why wow. I'm probably a little bit dressed up. Then I'm not, I'm not in my tracksuit. I'm still dressed up, so uh, I, I do work full time as well because 
I'm fortunate again. I'm very fortunate in my life and the way it's fallen. I've fallen into a job that I absolutely love and, and a company that I, I do with all working for. So, you know, it's absolutely great that I come to work every day with a smile on my face. I leave work and I go to the gym with a smile on my face and I come home with a smile on my face. So I am very, very fortunate in, my, in the way things have fallen for me. That's amazing, Dylan. And how do you balance work and training? It's tough. It is tough. I love it, but it's tough. So, I, you know, my day starts at half five in the morning. I work up in Manchester predominantly. So I work for Cash and Carry called Parfit. So it's, um, I work up there. So I leave at home half five in the morning and then it's a full day on work. I, I do my running, running some circuits at lunchtime. So that's my hour gone. I will go and have a shower, get back to work. I leave work at half four, straight to the gym for half six. And then I'm working there, and then I'm working again in the gym from half six till I don't get home till nine, half nine, some nights. So, and then it's, you know, quickly eat, get my stuff ready, get my food ready, get my bags ready. And then I'm asleep and I'll go again for the next day. So that's my day, Monday to Friday. Um, Saturday, it's a gym in the morning and my family run um, a a shop. Well, we've got two shops. So I help out in the shop in the afternoon on Saturday. So that's another full on day. So I'll do, yeah, a good half a day on a Saturday. And then Sunday, it's more a mad, a mad gym session in the morning with Uncle. Uh, we go down to a new place called um, Bidlun Lungar Seva Community Hub uh, over in Warsaw. So we train there on a Sunday. They're, they're really supportive and look after me. Um, we train there in the morning. And then Sunday's normally my rest afternoon. Yeah, yeah I, I do have one hard. day off in the week. Yeah, I do have one day off in the week where I'll go for a massage and, and, and have a learning early night. You do need that as well. Rest is so important, but... It's a hectic lifestyle, man. It's a hectic. Yeah. You're very hardworking. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, I, I think, yeah, for me, if, if I didn't enjoy what I was doing inside and outside of work, then, yeah, then it would probably be a dip. I, I wouldn't be sat here doing what I'm doing and, and, and living the life that I live. So, yeah, come, come, comes with the grass. <laughs> it's inspiring because with a lot of the younger generation today, you don't see that kind of, work ethic that our parents generation might have had because they yeah. don't have as much reason or as much hunger mm-hmm. so what do you think gave you that hunger i, I don't know i mean for, for, it's probably twofold really like for, for, from the working you know the career aspirations it was you know my, my parents very much forced me forced me in, in encouraged me to go down the university route so i did go to university i did go to did, did do my studies and I did, you know, follow that traditional route. Um, so to, uh, because I always knew that if kickboxing or boxing never made me the the millions, as they all say, if it, did, it didn't make a, a good good life out of it, then you do need a profession to fall back on. And I do, I do believe that as well. You do need something to, to fall back on. Um, so that's where, where the hunger just, just wanted to, do it for myself you know obviously you see a lot of people that are very I say privileged but very fortunate in their circumstances but I think I think you know you do have to put the hard work and if you want to live a, a nice life you want to have luxuries and you know go on nice holidays and, and all them sort of stuff um you do have to work hard for it and I, and I do believe in that and then the boxing side it's that's just it's, it's just hunger that I just can't explain to anyone it is just literally a hunger, a desire to win. I hate losing. 100% I hate losing. I lose and, and that's it. Even even if it's a game of, you know, pool, pool or something, I, I hate it. That 
that's just a, that's the drive. I hate losing. <laughs> I noticed in so, your yeah. photos from your last fight, it looks like you have this this aggression and this um, drive in you, which I was wondering where does that come from. But you've got a whole life, fifteen years of experience yeah. fighting, so I guess that's where it comes from. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you, if, if you ever, I, I, do, I do try and drop some behind the scenes stuff, um, just so people can really see what it is like because you, you don't always sit up in the changing rooms no one can see that um, so I do like for people to see that, that side of the sport as well because I'm very much laughing and joking before a fight even when I'm warming up doing pads and stuff I, I, I do it yeah don't get me wrong I'm getting switched on but um, I, I do it with a smile we do have a laugh and a joke and then when it comes down and I walk out to the ring that's that's the moment that I'm like right okay I need to I need to focus I need to switch on because this guy, end, end of the day, this guy's going to take my head off. So if I'm not switched on, then then something bad could happen or I could end up losing it. And I, and I don't want that. What age did you realise or what was the moment when you realised you were actually pretty good at this? Um, I don't know, really. It just sort of... I, I must have been about 13. Um, yeah, yeah. I was probably about 13 when I got, when I got recommended or I got, I got offered to, to fight for an English title as a junior. So it's sort of five, two minute rounds or five, yeah, two minute rounds with a head guard and stuff on. So on an evening show as well. So that was sort of the realism. And my coach just said then like, you know, we need to probably up your days on training. You know, you probably need to extra, but you also need to do your running and stuff outside. So imagine 13 years old and I've never done a run in my life thinking, oh, okay, where do I run? Mom, can I go run outside on the street? Can I just do a lap? You're not allowed to do that. It's it's not safe. It's too dark. Da, da, da. All the rest of it. So, put my put my put my clothes on. Put my tracky on. Run around the garden. I used to run in my garden for about 45 minutes every night after school. The days wow. I didn't have gym, and then I used to put books in a uh, my books in a in a in a book bag and do sit ups on the end of my bed as my as my circuit and do some press ups and stuff after I'd done my run. Then I would go downstairs and have my one rugby because I was dieting. Um, I never used to eat much at school. I used to probably just have a cheese sandwich. That was it. Uh, didn't use to have any, any of the snacks. And then, um, yeah, come back from school, do my running stuff if I wasn't training, and then um, and then do my schoolwork. So I, I, know, I, know, I know I said earlier, I do like career progression, but at that age, I was, I was so focused on just wanting, wanting to box, wanting to compete, wanting to kickbox, wanting to fight, and wanting to win those titles. That was probably the age where I realised, you know what, I need to, I need, I need to. If if I want to make this work, I've got to put the hard work in. But I was lucky in that I had so many world champions, professional world champions in my gym as well. So my two coaches, um, Richard Wallace, Simon Akufu, they they were former world champion kickboxers themselves. So I watched them train for their world titles, and my uncle Baggy coached them guys as well, as, as same exactly the same as how he coached me. So. And it was that, uh, seeing them in the gym grafting. So I was like, right, okay, if they're doing it, I've got to do it. And, and that was it. So that was where the drive used to come from, from a young kid. It's really interesting. There's a book called The Talent Code, and it looks at people like Khabib and Dagestan and yeah. the wrestlers they produce. And the synopsis of that book is a lot of it comes down to being around the right people. If you're around world-class tennis players, you're going to be probably pretty good at tennis, if not very yeah. good. So it sounds like you had a really good circle of people around you at the right age when you were hungry. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and 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 that does rub off on you as well. Like you said, it, you know, 
if you yeah, if you do fall into the wrong crowd, or you do fall into the wrong people, then things do take a turn. But I think, yeah, it, it it's but it also comes down to how much what decision and what path you make. If you do see those those avenues, those routes, and you do decide to take that bad route, then I think a level a part of it's gotta come come down to yourself, even though those people might guide you, then the you decide to walk down that path as well. So you know, there's got to be some self-responsibility that's got to come with that as well. And that's a good point because when you get to probably 18, 19, university age, that's often when a lot of people go off track, they stop training, they start drinking heavily and mm-hmm. going out and partying. How did you stay away from that at that crucial um, age? Yeah, I, I mean, when I was 18, I, did, I didn't really used to go out party much I didn't really used to go out down to a local park or anything like that so I, d- I didn't really do much that because I was at that age I was probably doing studying for my A level so I was so focused on A levels and and just do my keep myself busy and training and stuff so I didn't really do much of that but obviously when I went off to uni I, I, I did I did like to party uh, I, I'll, I'll be open that I did like to party um, and, and have a good time as well because that was a release and that was something new to me as well not, not doing that you know living independently living outside of family I could go out and realise I can go out and do things that I wouldn't normally or wouldn't wouldn't normally do at home. So that was that was definitely new. Um so I did perhaps maybe I took the eye off the ball, but that's when I started to do amateur boxing training and I fell in love with probably a bit more on the boxing side. Um and I, I used to then I, I my, I'm very fortunate my boxing coach and he took me on under a wink. He was like another another uncle to me, Uncle Terry I call him, because he he took me under the wing and written really really looked after me and really um, put his time into me as well. But at that point, I, I went, he offered me a job actually and he was a youth worker as well. We used to run a project uh, funded by the National Lottery. So it was an outreach. We used to go out on the streets and try and, you know, help kids get off the streets and um, use boxing as an avenue to to release attention, release that anger and op- allow that to, to open them up a bit more and, 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 and talk about things that they probably wouldn't want to talk with their own families, for example, and really support them in that. So, yeah, so I, I fell into fell into the youth work as well. While and and that sort of kept me down a, a very a very solid path to to where to where I am today, and sort of deteriorated me from from going off the rails and and, and being one of those what if I could have done this or I could have done that. And I was and that's not me. I was like, do you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I don't want no regrets when I'm older. I said, I could have done this. I could have done that. I had the potential. I don't want to be a wasted potential if if, if I genuinely have it. That's really inspiring. Uh, with my kids, they sometimes can get a bit entitled. And I say to them that, look at these homeless people. And we've thought about doing homeless runs with them to give them a bit more of an appreciation for things. Yeah. And it, it sounds like perhaps going out and doing that youth work really showed you, you know, a different side of the world and potentially 100%. keep you on track. Yeah, 100%. It definitely put a different perspective on life. Yeah, yeah, it put a different perspective on life for me because, you know, from the back on our career, I'm very fortunate my family, you know, have looked after me and, you know, have made sure I've lived a, lived a very comfortable life in that sense. Um, so when it was sort of very eye-opening to me to realise it's it's not as black and black and white out there. Like this world is so weird, and so different, and it wasn't what I expected it to be. Like what I thought was normal 
and it's pretty standard. It's not normal for some of these kids. They live a very different life, and and that sort of woke me up. But it was it was yeah. It sort of made me deal with people and 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 children, especially in, in different way that I would have expected. Um, gave me a different yeah realization on 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 life and things. So it was definitely beneficial because you know had I not been through that experience, maybe the way I'm speaking today might be might be a bit different. I, I don't know. That's amazing. And with kickboxing, did you find any transferable skills that have helped you in the boxing? Yeah, so pretty a, a lot of what I do, I haven't really adapted my style. My coaches, we sat down before I, I, I went pro and said, "Look, we don't want to rip up the scripts and and start again. Let's just go with what you got." We actually started developing in the last year of my kickboxing career. Um, I had four world title fights, so four twelve round fights. So it was wow. a very competitive year. Yeah, by the end of the year, I was pretty worn out, but you know, I wanted to do it and and, and I had some good fights out of it as well. So can't complain. Um, so we actually started moving into the boxing world from that sort of January, from that first fight, and sort of looked at planting my feet and, and changing my style slightly and working on my hands a bit more. Um, and and started actually bringing in professional boxers into into sparring what while I was doing my training camp for kickboxing as well, which is quite unusual no one really does that so mm-hmm. um i was sort of already heading in that direction but already in a year in advance and did you what what's your opinion of boxing versus kickboxing because i did some muay thai and the hands are very different in muay thai and the stuff you can get away with is is very different in muay thai compared to yeah. kick with boxing yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, I think we probably trained with the same guys. So I trained down with Suk and Sav down at Akala Muay Thai. Muay Thai. I mean, obviously, Gop, Gopal, that, that trained out there as well. So while I was down in London, um, them guys took me under the wing and I absolutely learned loads off them guys. Super, super knowledgeable. And a lot of it I transferred into kickboxing. And I've used a lot of the stuff in boxing as well. Some of the turns, some of the techniques. Obviously, I'm not going to stand there and throw elbows or knees, but... You know, some of the clinch work is definitely useful and it's handy. So it is different, um, but that's what, that's what I enjoy. That's what I love because it was something different. It was something new. It was a different style and I had to think about what I was doing. Um, I couldn't just do my standard kickboxing style with these Muay Thai guys because they would catch my leg and sweat me off my feet, and which I did a few times. But then I was like, right, okay, what's, what's my good assets? It was my, my hand speed. Okay, I'll use my hands then. And and that worked well for me. So it was good in that in that sense that I like that's that's what really pushes me because I, I know that I'm thinking about what I've got to do. It's like it's like going to school and new learning a new subject again. It's you know, it's it's exciting. It, you know, and, and that's what I love it. I love that excitement of learning a new craft and having to think about it. Amazing. And has it helped you in terms of practically? Because there's lots of kids are getting bullied nowadays and lots of and people often think if you do martial arts, it will, it will help you be more comfortable with your skin. You're less likely to get bullied and be able to defend yeah. yourself. Just, what's your experience with that? Yeah, so I, I was bullied as a kid uh, through primary school, through secondary school. And obviously, you know, being at 10, so what, I was in year five or year six uh, at primary school when I was getting bullied and stuff. And that's when I started kickboxing. It wasn't for bullying. It's because my friend told me to come down and train. So going into secondary school and getting bullied again, I never used, we have this sort of motto in the gym and it's sort of, you know, don't 
what you learn in, in the gym is for in the gym. Defend yourself at all times. So if someone comes to, you know, you're getting bullied and one thing turns to another and it ends up being in a scrap, then defend yourself. But don't then take the next step and repeatedly beat up that that other child. That that's when that's when you're then bullying that child. You defend yourself fair enough and always defend yourself. Stick up yourself, you know. And it's it's never easy, but I, I never I never use the the what what I learned outside it on the street or in school because um I, I never needed to. I've always tried to defuse a situation with my words first, never turn your back, but if something does happen, then you know that you can defend yourself. You know, that's one thing that people always say to me. It's, um, oh, you're a boxer. Oh, I better watch myself. No, you better not watch yourself. I'm the softest person in the world. Yeah, stick me in the ring. I'm a different story. But I, I'd, ne- I'd, never, I'd never use or show that aggression where, where it's not necessary. And I, would, I wouldn't use it against someone saying, right, okay, you need to do this. We need to do that for me because I'm a boxer. I can hurt you. No, I'm, I'm not daft and I'm, I'm not stupid. I'm just a happy person and I would never, never use that, you know, for, for my own good. If there is a kid out there getting bullied and the parents are kind of stuck with what to do, would you recommend starting martial arts or boxing? Yeah, definitely, because I think that would probably give that, that young child a, a confidence and maybe a bit of discipline and focus as well in, in the mind. Um you know, you get some really good martial arts teachers out there that do teach you how to be a good person as well as, you know, le- learning learning uh, a trade in a sense as well. So if, if I was a, any, any young child, and that goes for any anyone, uh, a, a, any child out there, 100% get down to a, a martial arts gym and give it a try because I think the skills that you can learn in martial arts, on the in the dojo, on the mat, in the ring, it's hundred percent transferable in, into real life situations. Have you found yeah, that with your work? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, like I think it's more on the discipline and the, you know, the mental focus side of things um, is is where I've, I've really where I've really helped helped me. Um, you know, because in martial arts you have to be focused. When, when you're in when you're in your lines and you're learning your technique, you're learning your practice. You see, you know, in karate, for example, it's very strict, very, you know, strict rules and discipline is very important. So, and mental strength. So that that's where, that's where, that's where it's helped me. It's kept me, you know, if I'm doing something or want to want to progress and grow in something, I'm running a project, for example, um, that's kept my mind focused and given me the discipline to work hard in, in, in that. And if someone wants to learn, how would you recommend finding a club? Just trying out a couple of your local ones, or you kind of hit the lottery with finding a really good club and really good clubs in, in yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's always hard because some of these gold mine, I call them gold mine gyms because they are the where, where you got the real top notch teachers. Some of some of them aren't on Facebook. They might not have Google or Instagram or anything. So it is hard to find. I know word of mouth is is. You know, very, very, very key. But you know, I was looking at. I found it through a friend. Um, some people might have that. If you don't, then yeah, just hit up Google and, and search. Give a search. If you're ever stuck, you know, shoot, shoot a, a fighter a message at a gym. You know, even if so, for example, I, I, li- I live in Coventry. Um, I, you know, I, I know gyms all around the country. So if someone messaged me and said, "Oh, I'm looking to get into martial arts." For, for myself or for my son or daughter, can you recommend somewhere I'm in such a city? I'll be like, yeah, no problem. You know, 
end of the day, we're all of us fighters, all of us martial artists, we're here to help. We all, all we want is just to help someone grow to their potential. And we know, and all of us know, martial arts really does help 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 that person. That's amazing. What was turning pro like? It was um, it was good. I, I mean, you know, it was different in the sense of the, the way the boxing world works. It's very it is a, a little bit corrupt in a way, um, but they're very strict. So I had to go for an interview. Um, I had to have an assessment by the British Boxing Board, which I've never done before. I never had to have an interview for a license. You just turn up and fight in kickboxing. Um, and then I had to go for a brain scan, which I have to do every year, a, a full full medical. Um, and then turning pro, it was, to be honest, it felt like an, another a, a, another fight for me. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing this for years. I'm used to the whole pressure. You know, obviously we have two door door drummers that, that walked me out. That was standard for for kickboxing for me. If anyone's following my kickboxing career, that was that was my trademark, and that's what we want in boxing as well. So you, you know that I'm in the room when, when you can hear the noise and you can hear the drums going. So that that's what that's what I want. And it's um, it's yeah, it, it, it was different because I couldn't kick, but it was no different in terms of fighting. It ended day, it was, it was just another boxer and uh, another fighter across from me in the ring. So I felt comfortable, but I still loved it because it was a new craft. It was something different, it was a different distance, slightly different style that we've worked on as well. Not chain much, but it was slightly different. So, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to to what this year can bring and what new skills I can show off. Amazing. And who are your favourite fighters in kickboxing or boxing? Um, kickboxing, it was my two coaches, Simon Akufu, Richard Waller. If no one's heard of them, Google them and watch their fights because they were in wars and they used to either get good knockouts or they were in good good dust up. So that that was my my kickboxers. In in terms of boxing, I love Sugar Ray Leonard um, and obviously Muhammad Ali was 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 my idol. It was just the way he moves, just the way he was so fluid and danced around and and yeah, fair enough, got in a scrap when he needs to. But it was that movement, the head movement, and hit not getting hit. That that's that's my style for sure, the old school boxers. But I do watch I do watch a lot of a lot of boxing. I watch every show that's on the weekend because end of the day it's like it, it, it it's an education for me. It's a learning game for me. I'm learning every day. So only way you can learn is by watching people and only way you can grow is by watching, learning, practicing and doing it yourself and then hopefully it's set in and you can use it yourself. Yes, there's a really interesting study on basketball players and they found that just watching or visualising, taking the shot was as effective for them in making improvements as actually practising basketball. Yeah. So every time you are watching those fights, you are effectively putting yourself in that person's position. The brain is getting trained on those movements or those techniques. So yeah. like you said, yeah. you're spawning it is an education. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and I, I, I often do that that thing where my family hate it if we're watching boxing. They don't really like it, but when I'm in the room, we have to watch it. Um, and I'll pause the fight. If there's, if, there's a, if I could see something good, I'll pause the fight, rewind it, watch it again. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't quite see that. I'll watch it again. I'll watch it again until I can see what movement he's done. Then the next day in the gym, I'll be like, oh, I've seen this on TV or we'll, I'll be talking with, with one of my coaches and be like, did you watch his fight? Yeah. Did you watch how he done this? Did you see how he done that? Like, yeah, he done it 
for this reason or we've done it for that reason. And we start talking about the situations that that boxer went through in that scenario or in, in any other scenarios of that fight. You know, this end of the day, it's boxing. Still two guys punching each other, but if you can show off and show something new, that, that that's, that's the best thing. Um, and then, yeah, so we start talking through the scenarios and different things. And um, that's where it really starts to, to sort of settle in. Because, you know, you could do, you could throw a jab a thousand different ways and you can move your head in a thousand different ways. But off, after moving your head the first time, it could be 10 different scenarios. It, you can move that and your foot could be in this place or your 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 weight could be on your back foot instead of your front foot. So you, your movement's going to be a little Sounds bit different. Sounds almost what like it was. chess. Yeah, the, exactly. That, that's, what, that's what it is. It's chess. You're trying to outthink the other person you're trying to think before you're trying to think what they do and react to what they do after you've done what you've done Dylan I wanted to ask you where can people because this is all really inspiring stuff and I watched your IG stories um, leading up to your last fight so I, I think people yeah. should definitely follow you where can where can they follow you what's your Instagram handle I'll add all this to the description box as well including the names of your coaches and some of their fights as well as yours yeah so oh yeah I, I really appreciate that so yeah, so people can follow me on it. My name's just Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N dot Chima, C-H-W-M-A. So just Dylan dot Chima. Bang that into Instagram and, and hopefully I'll be, I'll be the t- top one that pops up. And uh, yeah, I always, always appreciate everyone's support, um, you know, especially especially now that I'm moving into boxing because that, that's what that's what the, the, the big time, if I want to get the big time fights, that's what these big promoters look for. They look do look for people with big support. So, and I do appreciate everyone that that shoots me a message, or even just thinks about, or even choosing to watch a fight. I appreciate everyone that 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 follows me and supports me. It, it really does. It really does mean a lot to me. And I can say for first hand, every time I've messaged you or com- responded to one of your stories, you'll always hit me back. So I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Um, is there anything you want to finish with in terms of? Um, last piece of advice for kids out there. It can be on life in general, training, any one yeah. piece of advice. Yeah, I, I, th- I think what I would say is, is if you're a- a- any child out there, it, it's never an easy an, an easy world out there. So things do get thrown away, obstacles do get do get put on track. But if you if you know what you want to do and you know the the the, the progress that you want to get to, you've got an end goal in sight. Keep working towards it. Keep 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 your head down and keep hustling hard. That's all I can say. Just keep hustling, and it will. It might not look easy, but it will get easier and it will get better. Better for you, you know. It's um, join a martial arts gym. That that's all I can say. Join a martial arts gym and and punch a bag. If you know if, if you know get wound up one day, go into a gym and and, and smack a bag. That nothing wrong with that. You're just releasing your tension and you, you're making yourself a lot less stressful and, uh, and easier to, to progress in life. So, yeah, all I can say is just keep your head down and keep keep working hard. Amazing. And it shows that you're a happy person that comes through. And so your lifestyle, obviously, Thank is you. conducive to, to making a happy person. So it's recommended for yeah. everyone out there. Um, so Appreciate thank you that. for that. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.